Hey, this is Healy Jones, VP of Financial Strategy here at Cruise Consulting. And I want to say thanks to our podcast sponsor, ARC. At Cruise, we've got a number of clients successfully using ARC to manage their deposits, payments, access financing, all in one place. One of the things that ARC provides that's really great is over a quarter of a million dollars in FDSE coverage. Their insurance program goes beyond the standard limit and it secures up to five and a quarter million dollars. So startups that have even more cash than that can go and access treasury solutions that provide yield and safety. If you're a startup looking for a secure financial solution that can help you scale, please check out our sponsor ARC at arc.tech. So when your troubles are mounting in tax or accounting, you go to Cruise. Founders and friends, it's Cruise Consulting. Founders and friends with your host, Scotty Orn. Welcome to Founders and Friends Podcast with Scott Orn at Cruise Consulting. And today, my very special guest is Sarvan Patel of Curico. Welcome, Sarvan. Thank you, Scott. Glad to be here. Yeah, me too. Glad glad you're here. And you're doing something really cool and unique and it combines like hardcore science with products that people can all relate to in their yeah. normal life. So maybe just kind of retrace your career a little bit and tell us how you had how you got fired up about this company and wanted to join. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so I'm a chemical engineer by training. Uh, so uh, but that was many moons ago and very quickly, I moved into getting my MBA and kind of getting into strategy, finance. Uh, I spent most of my career with Cargill. Uh, I feel lucky to have st started there. Uh, you know, just a great company, meritocracy, uh, global in its you know reach, and uh, had a lot of really good mentors along the way. And uh, I spent time in corporate development, M&A, uh, strategy. I spent time in Cargill's food ingredient businesses. I then went into internal audit. Uh, so I, you know, it was, I didn't know that. Yeah, sort of like going off road for a while, but it was it was really uh, really good for me. I was a 30, 40,000 foot, you know, person, and then I was getting in into the details. And uh, yeah, and it was great because uh, I'm an engineer by training, so I was analytical. But this was getting into like business processes and. It was beyond, you know, the financial auditing it was going from, you know, operational audits and, you know, inventory management, even looking at control risk of the organization. So a great way, you know, I would always go to the businesses within Cargill and say, I'm not here to audit you. I'm here to audit the process, you know, and yeah, and that, yeah. you know, you, you, you probably realize that that's relaxes, you know, that that gets people to kind of think about, okay, you know, we're trying to protect the broader risks. And, uh, you know, my career with Cargill took me to Asia. That's where I was responsible for risk management for all of Asia. Um, I traveled to Cargill's businesses in Papua New Guinea, Vietnam, China, you know, That's cool. India, um, you know, all over, you know, learned a lot. Uh, and then when I came back to the U.S., I uh, wanted to get into the commercial side of things. So I joined Cargill's. Cargill's is so big that they actually have an investment platform and it was called Carval Investors. Uh, it's now gone to AB, so it's AB Carval. Um, but, you know, we invested in distressed securities, uh, bank debt, bonds. Are you kidding me? I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. And it's in industries that are not Cargill related per se. You know, so we were looking at deals in in 
telco, you know, in Argentina and power plants and, you know, in Australia. So it was, it was all very different, but looking at capital structure, you know, how businesses get in trouble. And to me, that was fascinating because I had spent this early part of my career in Cargill's businesses that were very well run, you know, process oriented, and then looking at investing in companies that got in trouble and distress. And, you know, you had to roll up your sleeves and really dive in and understand them. Did you guys go in and like you take a position and then actually be like an activist shareholder or was it more of a financial player? Because yeah. if you have all this expertise at Cargill, yeah. we call it Kaizen, like continuous yeah. process innovation. Right. You know, did you go in and actually help fix the companies? That would be pretty interesting. Uh, no, it wasn't that active. You know, uh, good question. It was more of us taking a position in the capital structure from a debt position, which is what we understand. Yeah. And then looking at, you know, can we get more value? Is there a way to restructure this? To, can the business make it? Or is it a structural issue? And, and uh, you know, there's recovery value. So that's not yeah. how it yeah, yeah, yeah. But I actually had interest to do exactly what you said, what you just brought up, which is how can you go into a company and then actually now be a part of it, you know, have more of an ownership feeling. And so I, you know, had looked at various deals and at one point to build something, decided to take more of an operating partner role in an investment of a private equity deal. So that's when I left uh, after, you know, 16 years. And I actually, you know, signed up to try to grow a fertilizer platform business that we bought distressed debt. We restructured it in Brazil. Uh, it, was a, it was a Canadian-based company. And then we did an acquisition because Nutrien had to get rid of one of their key assets in Idaho as part of an antitrust thing. And so that allowed me to get under, under the tent a little bit about, you know, in investments. Yeah. And you, you learn, you know, I was humbled in that you really learn what you don't know <laughs> because as an investor, you know, as a principal investor thinking I knew and I could get into the details here, when you actually go run something and you understand all the risks that can come up, you realize what you don't know. And, uh, oh, God. <laughs> you yeah. know, it was, it was incredible. And it would, it would be left hand, right hand. I mean, it would just come out of everywhere. And to me, it was more about being flexible to be able to have conviction for where you're going. And then along the way, you know, can you be flexible? Can you find ways to mitigate risk? Can you find backup plans that allow you to keep moving forward? Because the, yeah. the, the guarantee is that you're going to face an, a challenge. If you're moving, you face, why do you face challenges? Because you're moving, you know, yeah. if you're stationed, well, you're not going to have I feel like that's the spice of life because I switched from venture capital and investment banking to joining Vanessa eight years ago at Cruise, the third person. Yeah. And... That, and now we're like 160 people and it was like the ride of a lifetime and, and all the resourcefulness you're talking about and figuring things out yeah. and I had a great partner, but like, I, I'm so glad I did that. I could have sat in venture capital for another 20 years and collected paychecks, <laughs> right. 
pontificated about a lot of stuff, but now I like know how things work and how yeah. to build things That's now, awesome. you know, and it's like you have the similar, but I mean, the cool thing is you came from like a place of operational Correct. excellence yeah. into then, Hey, we got to fix this distress entity mm-hmm. and I can apply all that. And then, and then I don't know what the rest of your career timeline is, yeah. but now you're at like an early stage startup, right? Yeah. You're like curious pretty, pretty early. Yeah, we're very early. So um, for me, I, I realized I enjoy that. I like being yeah. in the chaos and uh, and building things. So Curie's very early. St- you know, we're we're post Series A. So when I when I joined, we were I met Erica Milchek, who's the founder and brilliant scientist. And you know, she had a, she worked with Merck uh, prior to Curieco, and she had this. She went to get a Brazilian blowout and actually felt her eyes watering and and oh yeah. So she's like, "What's what's in here? What are the chemicals?" And realized it was formaldehyde. And she's oh my god, she, yeah. She was like, "This is crazy." And so uh, started to investigate, do some research on her own. And she was in Merck's process uh, chemistry group, you know, um, really working with enzymes, doing a lot of novel things around enzymes and enzyme engineering. And so she decided there's a solution here that's a bio-based one to, to be able to go after this, these legacy petrochemical-based preservatives. And, you know, formaldehyde's been, you know, long replaced. Parabens are something else that you've probably seen a lot of news about, paraben-free and things like that. There are a lot of other chemicals that are that are now under scrutiny. There's increasing retailer pressure, pressure and consumer pressure. So she started the company, got some initial proof of concept, worked on, and then when I heard her story, for me it brought me back full circle. I'm also an environmental engineer, uh, so it brought me back to say, hey, we can do something really good, develop a sustainable product, have a you know pretty big impact. Here's a brilliant entrepreneur who's earlier in their career. And I would love, for me, it was a moment to give back. So what motivated me was something different in the sense that how can I sort of be a part of this and help in some way? You know, I'm not a technical person, but maybe I can bring some of the business background. Maybe I can help bring in my network and things like that. that. That's what motivated me. And it's been honored learning, you know, for me, uh, I've been, I've learned a lot from both Erica and the team. Uh, I've learned a lot about industrial biotech, which I knew a little bit about, but I got to know a lot more about. I wear two hats, you know, so I, given my financial background, I, I have the CFO hat that actually led us to cruise. And so, you know, when I came in, I was like, okay, yeah, I'll do the finance. I'm, I'll roll up my sleeves. I can do this. And then do, take on the COO hat um, and responsible for commercial and things like that. But I wanted to find a good partner. And so for me, like the first thing I was like, okay, I've got IT and I've got finance as two big areas where things can go wrong. And if they go wrong, can just create issues and divert energy away from the business yeah. to do it. Yeah. Right. So we did interviews. We met a bunch of different firms in both those areas, including, and we, you know, happened upon Cruz 
And awesome. Um, That's amazing. Yeah. By the way, this is un, this is not a yeah. uh, paid uh, commercial here. <laughs> this, this, no, no worries. But I think something that I had mentioned is what we like to do is uh, something I brought to Curico is a process where we assess our partners, right? That was super cool. Yeah. Super cool. The genesis yeah. of that really is, I remember in Cargill, here's a 150 year old, you know, company and uh, humble in many ways um, and how they approach. And I remember there was this talk around being a partner of choice. And we, we as a company, Cargill wanted to be this partner of choice. And I, I remember I was like, what does that mean? And, you know, we would in, think about that, like, what does that really mean? And then as a supplier, mostly to, to, to large customers, I kind of understood what that was starting to mean. When I was in the fertilizer company, I started to say, okay, we are buying sulfur from, and it's a commodity, but our plant needs to get really good quality sulfur and it needs to get it on time. And yes, we can act transactional to the parties we're dealing with, but why don't we try to figure out how we can get a deeper relationship? So that led yeah. to this scorecard um, where we would actually measure certain things and then communicate that. Because to me, why build a relationship and why invest the time if we're going to be very transactional? If it's not working, we know quickly. It's not working and you move on. But if you're invested in it, it's good for both, both parties. Hey there, this is the VP of Financial Strategy at Cruise. Jumping in to thank our sponsor of this podcast, ARC. At Cruise, we have a number of clients who are successfully using ARC's fintech tools to store deposits, manage payments, get financing, earn yield, all in one place. But another thing that's important about ARC is that they have a heightened security and safety feature. Because they partner with globally recognized banks, they're able to offer an FDIC coverage over $250,000. In fact, they offer up to $5,250,000 in FDIC coverage. And if you have more cash than that, they have treasury solutions that can provide yield and safety for even more money. So if you're looking for a comprehensive financial solution that can help you scale, check out ARC. Go to arc.tech. Thanks again to our sponsor, ARC. I totally agree. And I always think like it can be a commodity if you let it be a commodity. Yeah. But that has a negative connotation with me. And... I think the best business relationships are always win-win. And for those who don't know, like you sent us like a, basically like a, uh, it was like a summary of our relationship and unsolicited, yeah. like this is what you're talking about. We, we were like blown away and thought it was so cool. And actually I think we're going to implement that on the cruise side. Oh, that's really cool. Our, yeah. Cause, cause we have just like you, we have like a key IT partner and key recruiting partner and key, you know, like things that yeah. make our company go. So it was really beautiful, actually. And, and, and randomly, I know Bill Holowski from Cruise reached out. To, like, re, I think he emailed you like yesterday or day before. Didn't even know we're talking. Yeah. And was like, hey, can I can I get a version of that or something like that? Oh, that's, so, that's, yeah, that's cool. <laughs> I mean, it's great to yeah. hear. I appreciate the feedback on that. No, it's 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 like it's it's a real it just made us not only to make us feel good, but it's going to help us be better. And mm -hmm. so anyways, that's cool. The one thing I was going to say on Curico, by the way, yeah. is you talked about all these reasons why you wanted to join. But I also think there's something like reformulating or innovating on these chemicals. You're going to touch 
millions and millions of people without, maybe they'll never know it. Right. But like you and the company, so this is your mission. This is like your, I mean, it's really cool that you can, you're all the, you know, there's going to touch so many lives out there and where else, you know, you look at a role or a job and it's like, well, how, you know, how am I helping people? Am I, do I matter? And I think that's what was super cool about Curico is that you, Erica, the team, you're actually going to redo some stuff that's going to maybe save lives or maybe just, you know, help people not get sick or whatever it is. It's very impactful. Yeah. Thank you. Yes, that does. That is very motivating for us. You know, we're focused initially on preservatives and why preservatives, they're everywhere. So to your point, uh, they we're really concerned about, you know, human health and planet health, you know, chemical preservatives, they don't, they go down the drain, you know, they're in the products you use, they're in everyday products, they're medicines we eat, take the food we eat, you know, the products we put on our face and, and uh, body, you know, so, and then they end up in our waterways eventually. Ah. And that can persist at low levels. And, uh, you know, you, you've heard the, the superbug problems and things like that. So what happens is when you get low level of chemicals persisting in the environment, you create resistance, you know, for that. And our enzymes, enzymes are protein, right? They're bio-based molecules. So they break down into simple amino acids. Think of it as oh. fish food. Yeah. So, you know, so yeah, our, that's cool. Yeah, that's cool. And you know, enzymes are catalytic, so that's really cool because if you think of a chemical, it's a stoichiometric play. You know, you, you have a chemical, it's it it has a certain function. When it gets used up, it's used up. Whereas an enzyme has a turnover concept. So it's catalytic. Yeah, it's catalytic. So it can keep working, therefore you need less of it relatively. Like it regenerates every time it's used or something like Basically, that. Like it, is yeah. that the right way of thinking? Yeah, about think about it. Yeah. It does its function. It doesn't get consumed in doing that. Eventually, there's a, you know, the activity will, will diminish, but, but there's a turnover concept. And given it's catalytic, we can sort of use less of it, and therefore we can be cost competitive. So one of our visions is, you know, how do we do sustainable care for all Right. As you were saying, how do we touch a lot of the world and the product? Yeah. And the way to do that is we have to be cost competitive and enzymes being catalytic allow us to at least start down that journey. Right there. It's a long process. It'll be different, different products and innovations. Yeah. Well, you also talked about, though, the, the pressure on retailers and consumer choice changing. And like, it's kind of like going back to that. You can be a commodity if you want to. You need to be price competitive in this world to exist as a company. Correct. But if you're getting close and then there are these all these other externalities that people care about that give you the leg up, that's, that's, that's what's so cool about like innovative companies like you, you folks. As long as you're close, you're going to get, you know, and the trends are working your way and the retailers care about that stuff and consumers care about it, you're going to get picked. And then you have an, an additional opportunity to, to rework your cost curves and Correct. get more scale and, you know, and then surpass whatever the cost curve is. Yeah, that's a great point. Um, I mean, we focus, our mantra is, MVP, what's our first product and let's get it out there and get it in pro- in use. And our platform is for enzyme engineering. It is to do what you're saying, Scott, is how do we come up 
with the next enzyme that can do this different functionality. Yeah. And our, our core expertise is that enzyme engineering. How do we take enzymes and engineer in specificity and allow these enzymes to do certain things that, you know, legacy chemicals can do basically, but yeah. do it, do it maybe faster or better, you know? And so, but we're a product company, you know, so we need to get our product out to the market. So. It takes, you know, one proof of concept or two proof of concepts and then the money starts flowing. Right. And, yeah. And, also, and, and by the way, all these, like, you know, you have the Cargill experience where you're selling to giant companies, but like, you know, you guys may go, I don't, I don't actually know the strategy of the company. Maybe you go direct and you're a product company, or maybe you also replicate the Cargill strategy and you power Procter and Gamble or, or Clorox or yeah. those companies. Yeah. Good, um, good question. Products too, you know, I mean, we won't talk about specific names up obviously, but I'm making those names up by the way. I have no idea who <laughs> you're looking at. So if I, if I got too close to the, the arrow there, yeah, or yeah. the bullseye, no apologies. <laughs> That's fine. Uh, so, you know, correct. Uh, we we look at our our strategy is B two B. You know, we're we're not developing that product uh, that's going to be in the consumer's hand. So we'll be behind the scenes. You know, we'll be you know in the products unseen, but we're doing that job of how do we extend shelf life? You know, today yeah. you know with supply chain and all those issues that are out there, how do we extend shelf life, which is about protecting, you know, health and personal health, yeah. uh, you know, for people using products. And yeah. we have large multinationals we're working with to do our beta testing and, and uh, products. That's great because those large companies push us to make sure our standards for how we're ma manufacturing and how, you know, thinking about safety and all of those things are, the bar is set with these large players. Yeah. And then we yeah. working with the innovative, they're innovative. And then there's innovation happening at the second tier and the, and the indie brands, you know, they're coming up with their, Hey, this is natural. And, you know, we want to be able to be a solution for even those indie brands who are coming in, even the mid tier. I went to business school at Kellogg, which is like the marketing awesome. <laughs> and uh, all those people, most of them went to work for consumer product companies and, the, the indie brands, that's their point of differentiation Correct. a lot of times. Like we're more natural, we're healthier. You can feel good about putting this on your baby or something like that. And so I know that's how we consume products in our house. Like we've got a kid, you know, and like yeah. we're very careful about what products we use with our kid. So Absolutely. that's the cool thing about now is like there's just everyone's more educated. People are looking for those type of products. The big companies understand that now. Yeah. And so it opens up opportunities for folks like you. Yeah. Thank, thank you, Scott. I mean, we did some interesting, you, you talk about kind of the, the label and how you look at things and what's happening. And we did some research between Europe and US, for example, just initially, you know, how, how are products, how are, how are people looking at it? What stands out? And there's a lot of like preservative free or, you know, the no, 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 you know, no parabens or no, uh, you know, that more of a net from a negative standpoint. And then there's uh, some movement towards positive, but there's, there's a gap in like, what can you talk about in a positive way? And we, we hope to, to be on that side and say, Hey, we have a bio-based alternative to be able to extend shelf life. Well, it's also a hard science problem. So there's 
a lot of, you know, from like as an investor thinking, okay, if they can crack this code, there's, there's real defensible IP here and this company is going to be valuable and there's a clear need in the market and the consumer, it resonates with consumers. So I, I think it's really cool what you're working on. It's, it's, it's really neat. Thank you, Scott. I should respect your time here. So, because mm-hmm. um, we could probably talk for another 20 minutes here, but maybe tell everyone how to reach out. Maybe there's uh, the Kellogg alums are listening to this and they're like, right. hey, I got to, this sounds awesome. What, I need to get this into my product. Where, how do they reach out? How do they work with you? How do they work with Erica? How, yeah. What's the contact? Yeah, we appreciate it. We're going we're gonna to do a, a product launch here coming up soon. So we hope to get some samples out. And so I would say, you know, please keep an eye out. Probably in the next, uh, you know, couple of months, there'll be a launch talking about our product and, um, you know, more about, about that. Uh, our website is www.curico.com. Um, that's where you can go and, and learn more about the company. And eventually that's where you'll see a, a, a way to contact us and get, get your hands. If you're a formulator out there, uh, I'd love to have you try our product and see how it works. Uh, there's no silver bullet in this sort of space. Uh, we want to be an enabler and we work well with other molecules out there. And so I uh, would love to have formulators, other businesses that are working with finding a preservative solution to come connect with us. You that's can awesome. you can also just connect with me on LinkedIn. You know, that's a great way. I'm happy to send me a message. I'll make sure you get connected to the right person. So Love it. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm excited. And this is one of the, I, we were talking before I turned the recorder on, but this is one of the best parts of my job, talking to folks like you and hearing what you're doing. Yeah. And, uh, I love it. And thanks for teaching us something about the uh, supplier evaluation process. That was really cool to get. And uh, I'm just excited for Curico and give everyone my best. Thank you. Thank you, Scott. And we appreciate you as a really key partner. Ah, Thanks, man. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. So when your troubles are mounting in tax or accounting, you go to cruise. Founders and friends. Founders and friends with your host, Scotty Scotty Olm.